get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Slyman Brothers, your local appliance expert. Online at SlimanBros.com. The NHL trade deadline is this afternoon, and over the course of last week and the weekend, many of the players that you would think would have interested the Blues got moved. Ben Sherratt was traded. A left defenseman goes from Montreal to Florida. Mark Giordano got traded yesterday from Seattle to Toronto. Hampus Lindholm from Anaheim to Boston, all for relatively exorbitant prices. In the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber joins us this morning. How are you, sir? Randy's doing well today. How are you? Everything's good. I I tell you what, I don't think that I've ever seen a hockey trade deadline where the prices have been what they are and teams have been so willing to part with number one draft picks. It, it really is somewhat phenomenal. Now, it, I, you look at what's going on. If, if you're Tampa Bay, you give up the two first-round draft picks in the Hagel trade, but you're planning and you're hoping that, honestly, those are draft picks in that 27, 28. 30, 32 range, you know, as, as you go for history and try to win a third straight Stanley Cup. Not quite like the, you know, the, the first rounder that, say, Columbus is going to get from that they gave, got from Chicago and Chicago traded for Seth Jones. So for me, it's, there, are, there are some pretty hefty prices being paid here, Randy, and you're mortgaging some of your future. What has been fascinating to me is to see most of those big names, almost all of them, go to the Eastern Conference. I mean, the, the West has been kind of quiet when it comes to that, so I'm curious what today shapes out, if anything, from a Western Conference standpoint. Curbs, as we get closer to the trade deadline, there's a lot of rumors going on about there, and a lot of them involving the Blues potentially trading Jordan Bennington. We know we want Army to go out and improve this team, but would you feel comfortable if he did that at the expense of losing Bennington? Listen, I, 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 I don't know about a lot. I, I've seen one. You know, and Frank Saravalli, who, you know, put it out there, I believe, or mentioned it, that there was some discussions with Toronto. I, I tend not to jump too deep into those things, uh, because I do believe that actually, if somebody were to look at Doug Armstrong, they've probably taken calls on quite a lot of guys that might surprise us at this point. In terms of moving forward, though, in that front, I still believe this. I still fully believe that you're going to need the quality of Jordan Bennington and what Billy Huso has brought to secure a playoff spot. Uh, the team itself, I don't think the goaltending has been great with either guy necessarily. Uh, at times you've got sparks of really, you know, of, of great stuff, but overall, um, it, I, I can't think of the last time that a goaltender really stole you a game. And, and for me, it's the all around play of the team in front of them. So, I, I still think the one thing they need is a little bit of that Bennington swagger. 
You know, I think they almost need him to go chop somebody on the leg, start a massive melee, and find some of that mojo back. Because I, I almost feel like that spark's missing from the entire team. And, and Bennington may be the one guy to do it. Chris Kerber is with us on 101 ESPN. So you believe that the Blues need those goalies to secure a playoff spot. That being said, is there a move that the Blues could make where you'd say, okay, now they're a Stanley Cup contender? Well, I, I, I kind of feel, and I, and I look over at, say, the last seven, eight games, Randy, and I, I, you just you look at the results, and you've, you've had to chase some games. You've come from behind the games. You've gotten into overtime. You haven't won in those overtime games. Now, I'm not overly concerned about that because overtime in the playoffs is different. I am concerned about the points that you haven't been able to get. I, I, I think that, for me, yes. The defensive need is is clear. You would like to add some depth on the defensive side of things, you know. And even if that's everyone's focused on the top four, even if you get you know an upgrade in your bottom two, uh, you know, or some some depth that's going to be needed there because you're you know one injury and it's Jake Wallman and Callie Rosen. So to, to me, that's there. I still think though, and and I've said this for a little while now, that they haven't found that identity on the fourth line. You go back to two games ago. And, and and this is really a role that Kyle Clifford was supposed to play. And and just that, obviously, that did not work out. I mean, and then ironically, Toronto signs him to a two-year extension and then put him on waivers again today. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's really kind of a wild one there. But I I, I just think they need some kind of a spark. And, and I don't know if an Alexei Torovchenko is the guy that's going to provide it. He's definitely brought some energy. Um, we'll see over the next, say, week or so, you really start to see some of that energy from Cobbs, you know, drop down a little bit. But, yeah, I, I think there's a spark that could be brought to the forwards as well, uh, some needed depth that's there. They clearly don't believe fully in Dakota Joshua yet or Clem Costin because they made that move. Two games ago, Craig Berube said he didn't like the fourth line. Last game decided to just, you know, go with 11 forwards. So I, I think there's some question marks that they could, if possible, answer there. And, and then there may be some, some you know, players out there. It doesn't have to be a big name. I haven't done a whole lot of jumping around into it. But, you know, does a, you know, does a Max Domi, does a, you know, just, just somebody, does somebody that shifts the forwards around a little bit and makes some sense, you know, because things feel a little discombobulated again. Curbs, I want to go back to the defense for a second. I, I think a lot of Blues fans have been wanting to see the Colton Pareko of 2019 consistently. And since then, he's obviously dealt with a lot of injuries. But do you think when the Blues are looking at potentially making a move or adding to their defense that they're looking for somebody that they could pair with Pol- Colton Pareko? Because I just wonder how much of the inconsistency we see with him at times is due to the pairings. I actually think Colton Pareko's been pretty good. Uh, I, I think... When I look at the minutes he's logged, and you, and you go back and you, you know, and you, and you look at some of the plays, I, to, to me, and especially these last couple few weeks, that you know, when he's been skating with that puck, and when he does, nobody can catch him. I mean, I'm just you watch him even in Columbus, and he's blowing right past people. Um, I, yeah, you would. I think they would definitely like to. Now, again, that looked like that was going to be Marco Scandella, and and that maybe not be panning out the the exact same way, you know, in terms of the consistency aspect of it. You know, but that's the challenge that they have, Michelle, right now is, one, it's finding that left shot, not an easy thing to do. And, two, it's what are you willing to pay for it? And, and look, I, I think you've got to look ahead here a little bit, too. All right? This offseason is a fascinating one to me 
because does the does the Tarasenko stuff come back up again, right? And is this offseason the opportunity to make that move? Does Doug Armstrong get something, you know, that intrigues him even today? But but that feels like if you're a team that's still going to push for a playoff spot and go, he stays with you. So, you know, what what is possibly there on that front? You know, and then, then there's other aspects of it. I, I still am intrigued to watch the, the Matthew Kachuk situation in Calgary where he's got one more year left of service to them, but the longer that waits, the, the more he controls everything because he'll be a UFA. You know, and what's it going to take if somebody wants to play into him? And I believe that there are some teams right now being idle for situations like that because I think there are some teams saying, look, if I don't – if I like you're the Blues right now. You don't have a second-round pick because you traded that to New York in the Butchnevich deal. Okay, you, you've got two fourth-round picks. You don't necessarily want to give up your first-round pick, you know, for a rental you know, with the way things are right now. And Doug Armstrong probably reading the tea leaves of how his team is going as well. He's always had a very good pulse for that kind of thing. You know, so what do you need in the offseason to maybe make some other deals happen, some other changes? I think there – and that's one of the reasons I think the West has been a little bit quiet. I think, I think some teams in the West are kind of eyeing the offseason as much as they are a trade deadline and saying some of these prices aren't worth it. Because I'll go back to what I said about everything going in the East. In the end, there's only one of those teams you've got to worry about in the East, and if that happens, you're in the Stanley Cup final. Curbs, the Blues play at Washington tomorrow. That'll be a 5 o'clock pregame with Alex Ferrario. You and Joey will have the call at 6 o'clock. And if the playoffs started today, you'd have a first-round best-of-seven between Florida and the Washington Capitals. If you're the Panthers and you win all year trying to win the East and you get Washington in the first round, how would you feel about that? Oh, no kidding. And I think right now it would be that same thing with Colorado and Vegas, right? Right, yeah. So, or, so I mean, it would be something else. But that that that's the that's part of the thing here right now when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the, the, these setups. The playoffs in the East have been pretty much set almost since Thanksgiving. It feels like with the separation there, their top teams have inflated point totals because the bottom teams in that in the Eastern Conference have been so bad. But you're absolutely right. I mean, somebody's going to end up with a Pittsburgh Penguins, the Washington Capitals, and you know, Florida. Guys, look at the trades that Florida's been making. They get Claude Giroux, all right. They they go after that. They 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 end up adding more players. I think they've made two or three trades already. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, are you messing with the chemistry of what's yeah. been a damn good hockey team? Now I know Aaron Ekblad just went out, okay, but but they made the trade for Sherratt before that. Now, that wasn't a reaction to Ekblad going out. They made the trade for, for Ben Sherratt before that. So sometimes you see teams try to make that. I talked to Joe. When you guys get a chance to talk to Joe this week, bring it up. He was in Pittsburgh when they made the trade, and they brought in three or four guys, and he goes, in our chemistry in the room just went right down the tubes. And But, yeah, first-round matchups are going to be amazing. And the best part about that is those are hard matchups to get out anyway because even if it's a normal one versus eight situation and there's some discrepancy, you're getting such emotional play from that from that number eight team that uh, I, I think the, the playoffs are just going to be crazy with the way these things are shaping up right now and where teams are sitting. Because yeah, even like what, Randy, even if that changes, even if it changes, what if they get Boston? Yeah, right. And and are playing a heavy game. I mean, it's that that that's kind of what makes you really excited for about a month and a half from now. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Curbs, always good to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Actually, Michelle and I are going to come over to Centene. Are you going to be over there b- before you guys leave today? 
I will not be there today. I'll be getting some stuff ready before we jump on the plane. All right. Have a safe trip, and we will be tuned in tomorrow for the Blues and the Capitals. All right. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kerb. See you later. Chris Kerber, Voice of the Blues on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.